Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. We have a very special episode today. It's Christianity and Military. And I am honored to have two veterans co-host with me, Mr. Mike Watson and Ben Cooper. So you'll get the Marine aspect as well as the Army aspect. So sit back, relax. I'm Johnny Tacos, and this is Taco Talk. Welcome to Taco Talk. My name is Johnny Tacos. This is a very special podcast, which is for our men and women that serve in the military as well as them uh, them themselves coming home. I have uh, two great military people, which uh, I want to thank you all for serving. Uh, without y'all, this uh, United States one wouldn't be as uh, free as people see it is. So thank y'all so much for what y'all do because I know it's hard. I've seen the hardship. I've never been into the military, but I've seen what happens and I can, I'm going to tell that story um, later on in, in the, in this podcast. Uh, first of all, I would like to introduce Mr. Ben Cooper, which he is a guitar man a phys- physique kind of a uh, person and he loves bang cafe- caffeine drinks he's been trying to pour down me so we can call 911 later hey get, say something for me what's up guys hey uh thanks for having me johnny appreciate it man so why don't you tell the listeners a little something about yourself while i think about what i'm going to talk about next <laughs> oh for sure um yeah, so my name is Ben. I uh, graduated high school and one month later went to the Marines. Um, so that that was the most fun that I never want to have again. <laughs> but it, it, it was a good time. I got some cool, you know, pictures for Instagram. Uh, came back and uh, just kind of was really deciding on what what I want to do with my life. And I liked working out and I liked helping people. So now I help people work out. <laughs> um, yeah, so personal trainer I'm in the fitness industry. I'd love to play music and serve others. And I, I've seen a couple of your videos in the fitness, and he's been trying for, what, two years now to try to get me into your fitness routine. He, uh, uh, The first time we met, he sent me a message on uh, on Facebook, said, hey, God's telling me you need to work out. I'm like, wow, why couldn't he just tell me? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I never sent. <laughs> yeah, that. I, I, I'll bring it up. I, I'll, I'll show you on there. I Facebook has that history now, but now he, he's um, he's a very talented in, individual. He's got a lot of coals in the fire. Um, he he was in uh, the military, and uh, so we'll talk more about that later. But let's uh, introduce to this big strapping guy right here, 
He is uh, Mike Watson. <laughs> thank you for the um, introduction, Johnny, and thank you for having us on the podcast. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here and um, to be able to talk to you and maybe help out anybody that's having any issues or just talk about the military in general. I, like Ben, joined the military very early on. I was in for quite a while, though. I did 14 years. Um, after doing 14 years in the military, in the Army, uh, Special Operations, I became a police officer for Dallas County. Did that, traffic and highway narcotics interdiction, things like that for a few years until I just got burned out. And now I'm in the finance industry. So I'm a business development director for a fintech company and absolutely love it. But you also have something that you're going to school for. What What is that? Yeah, well, I just graduated, actually, so I did just get certified as a life coach through the Life Coach School. Um, I just finished that certification a couple of months ago, and as a matter of fact, today I just coached my first paying client, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's been really neat. Um, it's really cool to for people to let you in and to know to let you know so much about them and to trust you with those things and to help them work through things, so... I'm very honored to be able to do that. Yeah, and you have that that demeanor about you. You know, you have that that you look like you generally, you know, you care about the person. You want to know and you want to be there to help help them along their ways. You know, you have that uh, aura about you. I'm not trying to get all new age thing, but you have that <laughs> aura. Uh, but um, and congratulations on graduating. You know, I think I. I, I attempted graduation, and I, I failed miserably, but I did get my good enough diploma. See, even a person that doesn't graduate can still be somebody. Look, I'm on the radio or the Internet. I don't think anybody's actually on a radio anymore. There's a few people. you got to just get on uh, what's one of those radio apps? iHeartRadio, stuff like that. What is a, a ra- ra- radio? What do you say? What is a radio? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we got this young kid here. You know, he, he looks a lot younger than he than he actually is. How old are you, 52? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Reverse that. I'm 27. 27. Yeah. And you're going to be 46, uh, aren't yeah, I'll you? I'll be 46 this next Saturday. Wow. Yeah. So, so it must have been really bad in childhood where you had to have – either a Christmas present or a birthday present, choose wisely. Or you just don't get either one, and then then you don't have any problems. Wow. That went Dang. dramatically downhill That escalated there. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I'll get you a card, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Here, you need a hug. That's okay, man. I got presents when I was little. Hey, presents. Yeah. Of and presents. then when I got to teenage years, I was like, eh, not anymore. We're over that now. Well, you know. But my I, wife makes up for it now, so it's cool. Well, I had lack of presence, you know, lack of presence of my dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> lack of oh, presence of <laughs> my mom. You know. Oh, sorry. Mom, I love you. I love you, Mom. I'm just joking. Uh, so let's get, uh, today we're talking about Christianity in the military. Uh, you are both um, very strong men of God, and I met y'all here at uh, Covenant Life, which we are in the new Covenant Life studio. So it looks all studio-esque. Studio-ish. Studio-esque. Uh, kind of looks like a crime scene right there. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's a work in progress, just like who we are. We're, we're all work in progress. So 
what I want to what I want to talk about is um, your faith and how your faith uh, got you through the military. Um, uh, what uh, has it was it shaken at one time? Um, did you how um, did you have an issue you had to go to? And then um, the the blessing of God uh, either saved you or saved someone near you. Um, We'll, we'll go with uh, any, mini, my name, Mo, Mike. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of a difficult question to answer because I would say that, you know, as a small child, I was raised by my grandparents a lot and I was raised Pentecostal and spent a lot of time at the church and in the church. Um, but I wouldn't say that I lived that type of life. And I wouldn't say as a young man I did. I've kind of been in and out of the church my entire life uh, to some degree. And, you know, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, um, I don't know that I was walking that walk when I was in the military. You know, I would say that my religion was my family and it was the guys that I was with, you know, literally on my dog tags. Um, I had 240 on there as my religion, not Protestant, not Catholic, nothing. My religion was 240, which was the machine gun that I carried because <laughs> I knew that that was what was going to save my hide um, when it got bad. And, um, but later on, you know, in my life, for sure, God and um, the people in the church have helped me get through a lot of the things that I de- the demons you deal with after being places and seeing things. And um, I would just say that later on in my life, that helped me recover from those things and find meaning in those things. Yeah, so you, you had served 14 years, so I know you've seen your 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 um, feel of, uh, you know, the action over there above sea. Uh, were you in um, Iraq or? Uh, Afghanistan other? and Iraq, both. Oh, and you, you served, uh, what, four t- Four terms, mm-hmm. yeah, five technically, five. but yeah. So, what did you do for the military? You were an army ranger, right? <clears throat> I went to ranger school. I never served in a ranger battalion. Um, I did special operations. I was a, a SF communications expert, so communicated with helicopters and airplanes and do close air support, uh, troop movements, stuff like that. Sort of like what you're doing now, communicating with us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you it's go. It's a little different. It's a yeah. little different. Nobody well, in here is, uh, well, unless you drink that bang, nobody in here is going to die today. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, hopefully, you know. Not in this room anyway. Yeah. Not in this room, no. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I only had one hour of sleep. I had this nice script I was going to do for here, and it disappeared. I, you can't I, look him in the eyes, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't look him in the Just eyes. Kidding. Mike's great. I'm, so, I'm communicating with you right now. <laughs> so, so you said that the church had helped you afterwards, uh, coming back from the military, um, and your family and friends. Yeah. I mean, I would just say God's word in general, you know, just being in that and, um, really deep diving into those, you know, into the scripture and stuff. And, you know, I've been blessed to really be surrounded by people who are, um, good not good Christians, but 
strong in their faith, people who are strong in their faith and uh, really believe in serving one another and being there for each other when you need the person, you know. There's a lot of um, Sunday Christians, you know, um, but when you call them at 1 o'clock in the morning, you really need help or you're struggling or you're depressed or whatever the case may be, those people aren't always there. Yeah. So you you can say that you had your, your share of depression after all that or during your terms because of uh, all that, um, all of what happened or mm. I would, you know, I don't feel like I don't recall ever feeling any depression whatsoever. Um, while in the middle of things or while still serving that stuff, um, came on later, you know, I found myself to be way more emotional than I'd ever been. I really didn't have a, mm, I would just say emotional bone. Like I just wasn't particularly soft I guess like I didn't really have that much emotion and then I just found myself later on having a lot of emotion crying easily um just being real dark you know seeking out a lot of things to distract myself that weren't healthy either and um but yeah that that stuff all manifested way later you know and I've with God and friends and therapy and tons of other things uh (laughs) You yeah, know, I've gotten through it, and I'm way better on the other side. Well, being in the military, you had to turn that emotional button off because there are decisions that happen that you you can't you can't live on your emotions or feeling sad about the other person. You have to have that off switch, and then I guess it it started building up like a dam, and then not the bad word, but the, mm-hmm. the little water thing. <laughs> And um, it just overflowed, and now, now you're just real sweet teddy bear guy right here. Right, 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 right. You know, it's so funny that you say that I look like I care and stuff like that, and I've had so many people say, like, like literally my ex, I, I used to go visit her at her job, and she told me, this was when I was a police officer, and she told me, she said, um, can you please not come visit me anymore at work? And I said, "What? well, Why? She said, people keep saying that you look like you want to kill them. I'm like, I've never said anything mean to anybody at this place. What are you talking about? I'm so nice to everybody. She goes, it's not how you are. It's how you look. Like, you look like you're going to murder somebody when you walk through the door. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that the first time I met you. I just, I actually thought you were like that actor, that that guy always plays the bad guy. Um I'll have to remember his name. I had his name. I, I sent it to you that one time. That was like years ago or a year ago or something like that. Uh, well, I think I met you in a non-threatening environment. Yes. You know, and I'm always, my head's always on a swivel, and I always find myself um, unnecessarily preparing for some the worst thing that could possibly happen. Um, not so much these days, but I was like that for a long time. And, um, you know, now I don't walk into the room and immediately be you know trying i don't know puff up you know what i mean like try to be the alpha dog yeah i guess yeah. so um and I, I don't have that anymore like i just don't care about that anymore but um i think that's what it was to be honest well you know you you have all these uh great uh things that are going going for you that god's blessed you with and you also have a, a wife that that's very supportive of you Mm. And you think that that right there helped you as well? Well, I definitely think, you know, my wife is also a certified life coach and has been for eight years, I believe now. 
Um, and without a doubt, you know, her training and helping me and me being immersed in that even before I was a a coach or wanted to become a coach, just being immersed in that and the thought work and the things that go into that to to help you have a healthy mind and thoughts and stuff. I, for sure has helped. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm just happy for, for y'all, y'all both. Y'all, y'all seem to be in a really good place and God's really blessed y'all both. We're both very, very lucky. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, you know, more me than her, but <laughs> you know, you know, he's, he's over like, when is he going to talk to me? I hope he don't talk to me. He's shaking his head. No, he can talk to Ben this whole time. I'll be okay. I'm yeah. sure he's got great stories to tell. I mean, he's 27 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He, he's a whole 27 years old. Oh, yeah. Please drop the expensive equipment, sir. Just Sorry. don't beat me up. He dropped Sorry the mic. <laughs> drop the mic. Drop the mic. He's. I'm done. Boom. With my RC. Oh, that's not RC. That? Who drinks RC? I the, drink RC. What is that? Is that like a radio, royal crown? Radio royal or crown. It's Royal Crown River Crud. Yes. But it, it's tasty to me, I guess, because... Um, it's kind of like a Coke. Yeah, it's, it's a little lighter flavor. But like a Coke at Aldi's. Ah, well said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I grew up in poverty. Thank you. I had the uh, Texas Texas tea brand drinks. Oh, uh, wah, wah. Anyways, so what about, what about you? Um, you? You said... Uh, we, we talked earlier... And you said uh, your faith had really played a big part of you being in in the military. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, um, you know, I had long, crazy hair when I was a teenager and played in rock bands and did break dancing and stuff. And when I enlisted in the Marines about 10 months before I was to graduate high school, everybody was all freaking out. Like, what? Like, Ben, you're joining the Marine Corps? No way. Like, my mom was so proud and all that. Um but what was funny is is only my close family knew this, but I, I knew since I was five years old that I was going to be a Marine. I, I knew this whole time, and so when I turned 17 and went in there and signed up, it was really nothing new to me. I just knew it every year growing up. What did you do, watch Heartbreak Ridge or something? Like, no, oh, I just it. knew. Um, I mean, there, <laughs> there are specific things since I was a very little kid that I, that I had strongly felt that God wanted me to do, and... Uh, you know, when I was five, it was just revealed to me that, hey, you're going to go to the Marine Corps. And so, um, you know, it's just part of God's plan for my life. One of the. So did your father serve? It, was that what, an uh, inspiration? My, my dad didn't, uh, but my, my mom was uh, intelligence in the Navy, um, intelligence officer. And so I, I grew up, you know, with some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, intelligence or the Navy? Well, <laughs> uh, get it. I'm going to go eat some crayons now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, my, my mom is loving and caring, but she she's a little different also. She can be a little intense, and there's nothing that, that I wouldn't tell her to her face either. But, you know, I just I, I do remember being in second grade, like eight years old, and instead of, you know, some parents will walk in to kind of wake up their kid and be like, hey, we got to go to school now, you know, and then – Maybe if they don't get up, things happen. You know, every, everybody goes through that when they have kids. But uh, she would come in like the first wake up. I remember I was eight years old. She would just flip on the lights and go, let's get a move on. Let's go. And I'm just like, I remember laying there <laughs> thinking like, I'm eight years old. You're my mom. Like, I'm not in boot camp. Like, what is this? You know? So, um, 
I don't know. I was kind of in a, in a certain environment and did Royal Rangers and, and young Marines for a while. Um, you know, stopped young Marines at 15 and then from 15 to 18, uh, grew my hair out, did a bunch of fun, crazy stuff and then, uh, joined the Marines. Um, but pre- pretty much my whole life and sure I've been through dark seasons just like all of us. And I've been through weird seasons where you kind of fall in and out of church. Um, but I, I never lost my, my faith or belief in God because there's, there's something to say about, um, you know, there's, there's one thing when your parents make you go to church and just say, Oh, this, this is what you should believe. And there's another thing when you actually believe it for yourself, like yeah. you have that personal relationship with God for yourself, not just cause a pastor said, or, you know, some words say, believe in this. But, um, when you have that true relationship, like, like nothing can, can break that. And so I, I went into the military with that. And as you know, Mike, like the military is a very dark place <laughs> um, with not just PTSD, depression, all that stuff, but just in basic everyday conversations. Yeah, it's not the healthiest <laughs> you know of I mean? environments. No, it's yeah, not no. the healthiest of environments. Um, and, it, and it makes you have thick skin, like you build uh, mental calluses because everybody's tearing each other down all the time as a way to build each other up. It's kind of weird, <laughs> but it, I guess it's one of those things you had to be there. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I went to the military just with that with that strong relationship with God, and and I wouldn't ever say that it that it made me falter in any way. Um, you know, I never got involved with uh, tobacco or cigarettes or you know anything like that, or even being around conversations. I never really got caught up in you know all the all the crazy things that they talk about, and so I was I was very fortunate um, to allow God to let me be a light in some of those. So, situation. so were so. you like a chaplain kind of, uh, uh, chaplain over there? Uh, I, I wasn't, although in boot camp I was the, you know, the, they called us the Protestant prayer leader. So if you weren't Catholic or, or Buddhist or something else, you know, just more traditional Christianity, um, I led Bible studies and, and things like that in boot camp, And that, that was pretty cool. When did you have time for that? I, I've seen, uh, I had, um, uh, well, you know, my my son, he he went into uh, National Guard. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had some pent up um, mental issues that he he couldn't. He, um, they they uh, discharged him. You know, it wasn't dishonorable. It, was, it wasn't even uh, anything uh, fully because he wasn't fully into the. You know, sworn. Uh, not, well, he was sworn in, but he wasn't all the way into the military um military mode he was through the training so like the first month of the training or maybe even less than a month uh but he had told me it's like there was like it felt like he didn't have time to do anything like right any kind of prayer or or yeah but i mean you're <clears throat> we're talking about boot camp or we're talking about once you're in your unit and stuff like that you know things change once you're in your unit i mean unless you're doing i mean even if you're out in the field or something i mean you got downtime you know when you're in boot camp every minute is controlled and it's intended to be that way until you get later on and then they start just gradually giving you just a little more space and a little more space and a little more space after they've completely tore you down but i mean once you get back to your unit it's a nine to five job for the most part yeah i mean depending on what you do but you go to work, you go home. Right. And then you get your free time. So, yeah. In boot camp, they gave us uh, 
10 minutes every evening for the different religious groups to meet up. And, uh, while, while we were meeting, praying, you know, I would, I would go over like a verse of the day kind of thing in the Bible. And while, while we were doing that, you just hear in the background, all the drill instructors just flipping our racks and throwing our stuff around and moving <laughs> our lockers. And so I'm like, you know, and, and Jesus told John to, uh, in the background here, and then you hear like, when you guys are done, y'all are mine, you know, like walking by and stuff, you know, we're like, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Huh. So well, uh, can we uh, prolong this uh, Bible meeting, <laughs> <Right>. please? <laughs> so, they, so they did that every day. Yeah, every day we had like ten. Wow, I, I think it was either five minutes or ten, more than five minutes, probably ten minutes. Where we, yeah, I don't read. recall. Yeah, any of that in basic. Like uh, only on Sundays having the opportunity to go to chapel, and it was right, very like structured. a Sunday morning. Yeah, but there was no. I mean. Yeah, there was no time for. I mean, there. I mean, we could have made time, I suppose, um, figuring out a way to sneak that in. But I don't. That definitely wasn't arranged for us. I, I know right. that for sure. Yeah, it's cool <coughs> that it is now. Then. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. See, it's, it's interesting where you see a, uh, the younger generation, what they went through through boot camp up to the oh, yeah. elder. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, elders yeah, yeah. over oh, yeah. here. He's a uh, year older than me, so I can yeah, still call I mean, him pops. it's it was definitely physical back then, you know. Now it's like right. you don't put your hands on nobody. They get real close. Well, they're not supposed you know? to, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, every time I I think of uh, of you know basic training, I, I think of uh, that that sergeant that sergeant guy says, "Choke yourself, choke yourself." Uh, yeah. Is that full metal jacket? Yeah, yeah full, full metal jacket. Full metal, yeah. Dude, that was the craziest movie. Yeah, and that was uh, ever since ever since that movie came out. That that was uh, he always played like the drill sergeant. Even um, well, he was a marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was a former yeah. marine. He is, he or, is I'm a sorry, marine. once a marine, always a marine. He is a marine. I'm so sorry, Early Army. <laughs> I think he passed on. I think he's yeah, God's he just passed marine. a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, God's marine now. That's right. Yeah, that was an absolutely crazy movie. But I mean, you think it wasn't, it's not that far off. And it's not hard to see why. And, you know, we had people that, you know, they, we called it getting chaptered out. But um, it's not hard to see why, you know, some people break from that stuff. I mean, that's the point, right? The point is to put you under so much stress physically and mentally to see what's going to happen because at some point depending on what you do that's exactly what's going to happen and i need to know what's going to happen to you now when it when there is no actual danger before actual bad things start happening yeah because you, you want to know are, are you going to feel safe to knowing that this this uh brother your brother's got your back it's not going to cave under pressure so yeah, I can see I can see the breaking down the build up. I mean, you just have to get as close to it as you can. I mean, you're never going to get to it. I mean, I've seen a, a <laughs> way more than one person that was very um we'll say gung-ho and and then when bad things start happening, it doesn't they lose it. But yeah, they just don't have it, you know. They do what they got to do, but it, you know, it really tears them down and and they don't come back from it. And then you have other people that are just as quiet as the day is long and those, they're savages i mean what audie murphy's the most decorated soldier in in history and that dude was like 150 pounds and 5 8 and 
look like a right. choir boy, and he's just yeah. out there being a straight savage. From <laughs> a couple hours from Dallas, right out here. Yeah. yeah. So, so really, you know, it you can it by looking at the you know the cover of the book, you know, you don't really know what what the person is until you actually read them. So, yeah, for sure not. So, um, well, what I want to say is, you know, I had, um, uh, we're, you know, we're going to go into the, the darker aspect, um, of the military, but not too dark. This is a, a children's show, somewhat of a children's show. I think I have like one kid listener, hello kid listener from Japan. I hope you enjoy this. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, when I was married, uh, well, I'm, I'm married now to my wife, but my, my ex-wife, um, mm-hmm. she had a sister that was married to a, to, a, uh, an army. Uh, somebody was in the army. He was the infantry. Um, when, when I met him, you know, he, he seemed like one of those smug kind of guys, like those, those ones that, that they're, if they, they poop it, they think it smell like roses. So, um, he was, he was really proud of himself. He, you know, the way he brought, the, the way he showed himself, he, he was always very proud, very happy, very funny. Uh, you know, just, just an, an all out, uh, guy, you know, a man, you know, um, he had everything he had a, um, during the, you know, the, the grants that, that y'all get, uh, the GI grants, he was able to become a, computer programmer um for a uh, i don't know if it was what video game company it was because it, it was a while back um my mind's getting a little bit older <laughs> um so but i've already divorced my ex-wife we we already divorced um he he had everything he had a wife he had kids he he had everything that was looking forward to him he was going on but nobody knew that he was fighting demons and from, from being in the military, from being, um, put out right there. He was in, uh, Afghanistan. He saw his, his share of, um, of, uh, terrible, terrible things. Um, so the story is, um, his, his, uh, stepdaughter came in one morning, about three o'clock in the morning. And they, uh, they found him, he hung himself in the bathroom and nobody knew it. What I'm, what I'm trying to say the story is nobody knew what he was going through. Nobody, nobody saw that he, he kept it hidden. You know, he, he still, he had all this, all these things coming up that, that were so, so good, you know, but at the end of the day, he still had that, he was still over there. Yeah. Um, so things like that is is what why I wanted to make this. It's kind of in his his honor. His name was Jody Wright. He always went by. I'm Mr. Wright, you know. <laughs> um, I probably said that too. That's, yeah. that's good. And, you know, I wanted to, because he, he was a good guy. You know, I, you know, my first impression you know, like, like I said, I, I looked at the cover of the book. I didn't read the pages, you know, but he was a, he was a good guy. He, I, 
I just didn't know. Nobody knew. Not even his wife knew what he was going through. He didn't have night terrors. He didn't have times where he was to himself. It just, all of a sudden, it clicked. And, um, you know, unfortunately, he took his life. And that was uh, probably about 10 years ago. So uh, what what I wanted to, to show, you know, we have listeners that are military. We have listeners that are ex-military that are probably going through the same thing as Jody. Um, how did y'all, when y'all got back, well, I we, we spoke a little bit, but uh, for you that you've seen, how, how did... Um, were you, were you, uh, did, did people know what the, the stuff you're going through or were you really good at hiding it? <clears throat> um, I, you know, I, people don't, it's very difficult to talk to people about, there's a reason why people in the military, police officers, firefighters, paramedics, all these people, they have kind of dark senses of humor and they, almost fellowship around that dark sense of humor and they, they make fun of things and they make very light of really dark things. Um, because, well, if you really thought about how bad some of those things are, then I mean, it would eat you up. Be hard to do your job. And it's really hard to talk to somebody who's never been there about those things. Like there's no way you can, like, you just can't understand, you know what I mean? It's like a, if you, I don't know, like if you were a parent and you lost your child, your young child passed away, the pain that that causes you. Like, there's no, like, it's impossible for a person who has an experience. They can love you and be there and support you, but it's impossible for that person to understand. And so it's very difficult to talk to somebody else about those things that has no experience with it. So people keep it in. They hold it inside. They either make light of it with the people who are around them or they keep that stuff inside, and it just makes it really hard to talk about those things. And, you know, and, and that's in any job that you're seeing traumatic or dealing with traumatic things. I mean, nurses, doctors, you know, all of these people, they deal with and see very traumatic things, and it's just a, it's a coping mechanism to do those things. And, no, my family didn't know that I was dealing with depression um, and it, you know, or, or other things. And, you know, it resulted in a lot of failed relationships, a lot of distance with, you know, my kids at times and doing, you know, a lot of things, whether it was hard drinking or hard drugs or just all kinds of things that I got involved in to distract myself from what's going on inside of me and not dealing with those things. So, um, and we, we go back to the more, uh, biblical. So if, if you were, um, if, if you were more, uh, how, how do I say it? Um, if you were more religious at that time slot, do you think that would have affected how you would have felt? Would uh, when you put your faith, um, in yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think it would have helped a lot if I would have been more grounded in God and in my faith at that time, for sure, I would, you know, I would have felt like, you know, it's like he is your father, you know, 
like you, you would have that person to talk to about that thing and understand that I do have a personal relationship with God and with Jesus and I can talk to him about these things and find comfort in him instead of finding comfort in all these other places and or, you know what I mean, or not seeking comfort at all and just avoiding what's, what's going on for you. So, so do you think um, they should have more programs uh, for – for soldiers when they get out of the mil- get out from doing their terms uh, to go through like a little, a, I don't want to call it re- rehabilitation, but um, something where they they do a kind of easy ease them back into c- civil life to civilian life. You know, there's a lot of programs out there now. I mean, there's a ton of things. There's thousands of organizations that are out there to try to help you know, uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, you know, that are coming back that are having problems. Um, I don't know, Johnny, I, you know, it's like, uh, there's things that are going to break a person. Like it doesn't matter where you're at or what you got going on or what supports there. Like you're going to get broken. And can you come back from that? Hopefully if you have the right support and there's people there that are love you and surround you. Um, I think, you have to have that close church family. You have to have that close family family. Like you have to have those close relationships and those trusting relationships that you can open up to people about those things. I don't know that, yes, those organizations and those programs help tremendously, but they're never going to fill that void that's there unless they have that readily available, I don't think. So, um, well, we'll just say that you're 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 sitting here and you're you're talking to one of our listeners that might need to hear, um, might hear something encouraging uh, that's going through the the same issues that you have or the same issues that Jody has that anybody has from seeing a traumatic. It could not even a soldier; it could be anybody in an emergency field. Uh, do you have uh, what advice can you give them? I mean, the best advice that I can give to people is to talk and that the past can't hurt you. Like, it just can't. Like, what's happened to you in the past actually can't hurt you today. It already happened. It's in the past. You can't go back, you know. You saw some, like, what you're thinking about what happened in the past is what's hurting you right now. And you have the ability to change that. Like you have the ability to think about something different. Just like you have the ability if I was like, yo, what's your favorite ice cream? You could immediately think of that and almost taste it. Like it's in your, you know what I'm saying? Like you have the ability to change that and to, and to control the things that you're thinking about and get some help with that. There's people out there that can help you redirect those thoughts. And control the and help to control those emotions, and just know like you're not the only one, man, or lady. Like you're not. Nobody's judging you. Like people love you. There's somebody out there that loves you. If you don't have anybody physically that loves you, God loves you. You love you. Like reach out to somebody and you know get the help that you need. And it's not it, not just there's the programs are not just the VA programs. There's there's uh, other programs out there, right? Oh, man, there's Operation Valor. There's Irreverent Warriors. There's uh, the Till Valhalla Project. Um, there's a million 
out there. It's a hundred percent. And, uh, if anybody wanted to know those, I'll, I'll have those on the description of the podcast so you can, uh, get further information on it. What about you, Ben? Uh, you have any kind of advice towards, uh, your, your fellow brethren? <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I really like, uh, what Mike said about telling them, um, that you have the ability to change things. Um, that's something that I teach my clients, even with fitness or, um, even with my clients as well, we do a similar life coaching type thing is if people don't know that they have an ability, whether that's means of, you know, help through others or, or Jesus or whatever it is, then they're, they're never really going to get there. If they, if they, you know, if they don't know that they can do it, um, so that, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, God, God is in control. He can do anything. And sometimes it just takes some mustard seed faith. Yeah. Cause, um, that mustard seed can move mountains. That's We've right. seen it. We've seen it all happen in our own personal journeys. That's right. Um, so, so if one of our listeners need, wants to reach out to somebody, would, would you, one of y'all be willing to, uh, reach out to them if they, send out a message maybe they send me an email or or a message on my facebook page for sure they can totally email me at my coaching email you 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 can uh say it through the live if you want to and i can also add it to the description as well yeah it's a uh, revive.manhood at gmail.com or i'm on instagram at revive manhood coaching awesome that's a that's a good thing to see you um, you coming, coming from this hard, um, uh, you know, soldier to a, a life coach that, that right there is like a night and day kind of, uh, page turner right there. Well, I feel like you got to live some life to be able to help coach some people on life. Yeah. You know, you know, to be able to, you know, if you've lived the tool, like if the tools have helped you and the, and the things that you've went through, you know, and, and going out through that stuff and then to learn those tools and be able to pass that on to other people, I mean, is it's priceless, I think. So, um, and, and you, we were talking earlier before we got on, on live, you, you said you were, you had a platoon that right when you got out, the platoon went to Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, Iraq, actually. Yeah. Um, so we, we were pretty heavy in Afghanistan and mostly pulled it out, out of Iraq, but that's where they went. Um, uh, that was something that was very difficult for me was as soon as my contract was up, I, I didn't want to re up. They offered me a pretty hefty bonus and I thought about it for about two minutes and then I said, no, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, one month after I got out, uh, my guys got the warning order that they were going to get deployed. And so they, uh, did pre-deployment training and then they went on over there for seven months. And then here I am at home. I, I was a platoon sergeant. So I felt like, you know, in a way those, those were my brothers, but they're also my children <laughs> in a way. Yeah. You have a bunch of young 18, 19 <laughs> year olds and they're, they're over there when they got live rounds and <laughs> I was just, you know, I was at home and that, that was tough for me. Um, not that they couldn't take care of business or take care of themselves. You know, every, everybody's been trained. Um, but you know, just the thoughts of like, if, if something happens, you know, and I, and I'm here and my guys are over there, like there's just a lot of what ifs 
going through my mind and and luckily you know nothing ever did and they came home just fine well praise um, praise god about that you yeah. know it, it just shows that um what the closeness you get when you're when you're together and you you have each other's back especially when danger is around then you know your right. brothers are your brothers are not even if they're not blood you know you, yeah when you when you see combat my my dad he was uh, army uh during uh vietnam he he had a best friend he, um which I've, I've never seen the man cry never seen the man he used to drill sergeant me all the time when i was a kid used to run after me with a with the switch making me run miles jog miles and all that when i was a kid um but i've never seen him um cry or you know show any kind of emotion except for you know puffing out being the the alpha dog um it was about 20 years ago um he had a call that his best friend who he served with was on a respirator and he was dying and he called me out of the blue and said hey johnny can uh can you take me to belton and i'm, I'm like sure you know I, I don't mind he goes i'll i'll pay for the food and i'll pay for it. just take me there please we drove over there didn't say anything to me um we went into the to the house uh, i didn't i don't know what to do you know i never met the guy i'm just sitting there he was uh, right by him and you you know you, you look at it and it's like are they related because i you know he was he was right next to him he held, had his hand you know holding his hand he was he was dying in front of him and when we left uh he he was crying in the car I don't even remember him crying about me when I drank the gasoline <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, but I, the way I seen him cry, that right there, that, that was the kind of friendship I, I wanted to have with, with friends. You know, close, thicker than thieves, you know, like two peas in a pod kind of kinship. And, and that's what I thought, you know, that's what I see that military does. It, that's why you see you have you have friend you still have friends uh you still talk to your brothers in arms 100 percent often so, so you know it, that that right there shows how the military can make uh forge bonds forge uh long lasting bonds and you still talk to your brothers oh yeah definitely so. i mean tough times you know, bringing people together. I, I mean, it's no, it, on, on a grander scale, it's no different than when you have family that are kind of, um, I don't know, they're distant from one another, and then a common relative passes away. And then for a time, you know, you're all so much closer. You're talking all the time. You're in constant communication. I love you. You know, we need to make sure that we're staying close. You never know when it's going to be your day. And it's like, Tough times draw people together, and when you've Amen. Yeah. been when you've been through it with people, and they are those people who you can talk to about those things. Of course, you're going to be closer than than anybody else. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when you said something about you know your people going over without you. You know, everybody always has well people in the service. They always have that 
if I was there, that wouldn't have happened. Or if I'm not there, this could happen and I could be there to help. You know, like you always have that same thing. And, you know, it just dawned on me when you think about people who are, you know, they take their lives or they're thinking about t- taking their life because of what's going on in the depression that they're feeling. I would just, you know, remind those people to, it's the same thing. Like, maybe you can make a difference if you're still here, you know. You're missing your brothers and wishing that you were there with them because you think that something would be different. And the same thing is here, you know. It's like maybe something will be different if you stay here and you and you fight the good fight. That's going to get edited. You know, that's supposed to be the guest that does something like that, not the <laughs> that's host. Right. But anyway. My wife always calls me in the middle of everything. so She knows you appreciate her calling and... Yeah, I love my wife. But you I love don't, your wife. Yes, I just don't like phone calls. <laughs> I've never been a phone call kind of person. I've always been a face-to-face kind of guy. Mm. Uh, you know, but yeah, I I understand completely what you're, you're saying. And I guess the phone understood too because it chirped. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, we're coming up to... Uh, 10 minutes left in this podcast. Uh, I I was, uh, when I had that script, I had a whole bunch of scriptures that were just dead on to help people uh, during their time, either, either being there uh, across the pond or coming back. But I did find two that I think is, is perfect for to, for today. And that's a uh, one Isaiah 41 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am God. I will strengthen you and help help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That right there, it, that right there, right there in uh, black and white. Well, yeah, yeah, it's black and white because Jesus was red. Uh, right there in black and white shows you that he's there. You have no fear. You think you're alone. You're not alone. He's right there with you. He's fighting with you. He's he's got your back. And and you what you don't what you're doing is just to just to re- rely on him to help you to think. So I thought that was a really good scripture to help people when they're they're thinking they're alone or they're thinking that there's nobody nobody can nobody can help me. Nobody's going to help me. Nobody's going going to be there for me. Just read that scripture right there and, and know that God's got your back. Always got your back. From uh, birth to death, he's he's there. Even after death, when, when you're up in heaven, he's he's there for you. Uh, also, John, I, I know a lot of people use John because that, that whole book is, is awesome. So, it's got some red letters in that one. Yeah, but I don't think this one here, uh, this, this wasn't in red. I actually verified it. I looked on the uh, Bible.com. No no sponsor. But but if you want to sponsor the podcast, feel free to do so. Please. I Yes, please. I, I need a new <laughs> podcast equipment, please. Uh, peace, I, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be tr- troubled and do not be afraid. So the, the peace you get within him 
is so much more than the peace you would get from the world. You know, uh, from what the world gives you doesn't doesn't uh, add up to what our Lord gives us on a daily. So I, I thought those two were pretty powerful. Um, I had a whole bunch more. God, um, maybe I, I can use this in another podcast. Hopefully, if we still have another episode after this with the phone calls. But uh, what I what I would like to say, you know, we're closing up. Um, I like to thank all the men and women in the military for what they do, and the the weight on on their shoulders when they get back is is so so heavy. And if you know someone who who was in the military who are who is still in the military is and you don't know that they're going through it, just be there for them. Be an, be an ear. Because there, there's always subtle hints. And God, God will uh, reveal anything in time, in his time. It's hard. Um, I have my own traumatic experiences, which doesn't fathom to um, the ongoing traumatic experiences of war uh the men and women that served the country you should go up to each one of them and say hey thank you because without them guarding our walls this place wouldn't be as free as as the red white and blue stands for so and my two brothers over here i'm Appreciate everything y'all y'all do, and I know that um, y'all came a long way from there. You and I know y'all are strong um, believers of Christ, and you spread that spread the word to to help others in need. So thank you, thank you all from from the bottom of my heart, and I appreciate y'all coming on um, the podcast today. I'm almost tearing up here. Don't need to tear up. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> it's okay. I'll hold you after the podcast, Johnny. Yeah, you big titty bear. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like to thank uh, all the listeners. Um, if you happen to stumble upon this podcast by mistake, I'm sorry. But uh, you'll, you'll enjoy this. Um, we have uh, next week, I have a couple of other... Um, interviews coming up in the origin series as, um, for, um, oh man, my, my mind went blank. I'll, I'll have to check that out, but it's, it's a pretty big, uh, this podcast is getting bigger and bigger every day and without my friends and without my, uh, the guidance of, of, of our Lord, I don't think this would ever happen. So it's amazing. And and having awesome people like my guests today um, speaking the truth and speaking their stories, you know, it is it's not only to to boost this up here, it's it's also to inform and to help others. So with that in mind, I hope you have a blessed day and we, we do our ending prayer, and 
Mr. Cooper is going to do the uh, prayer here. All right. Well, thank you very much, Johnny. You know, we're, we're very honored to be here, and we'll close out in prayer. God, uh, thank you for this opportunity to um, podcast to the world. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to use technology to reach people in, in unique ways. Um, I just pray for all of the listeners, um, you know, who will listen to this soon or maybe later on in the future. And, and we just pray that something in this message today stands out to them. Um, whether they've been in the military or not, we, we all face battles of all different kinds. And a lot of them are spiritual battles that, that we don't even see. Um, so we just pray, God, uh, that you fight those battles for us. And just like Isaiah 41.10 says, um, help them to not fear. Help them to know that you are with them. Show them signs. Show them wonders, God. Um, we just pray against any dart of the enemy that attacks the minds of anybody who has been in the military or who is currently serving. Um, again, to show them that you are with them and send them the help that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, I got three minutes if y'all want to plug anything. Plug anything? Well, not not anything, but <laughs> plug what you want. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, feel free to reach out to me at Revive Manhood Coaching on Instagram. You can go ahead and DM me. Or um, if you're a lady and you would like coaching or a man and you like coaching, you prefer to be coached by a woman, feel free to reach out to my wife at Rose Watson Coaching at Instagram as well. I can also uh, say that my wife, is um, use, uh, she is her life coach too, so. And she's done a a lot of remarkable things for my wife. So that's pretty awesome. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll have all that information put on, um, on the description on, on the podcast. So y'all have a, y'all have a great night, a great weekend. Merry Christmas. Take care. Thanks. Before I close this podcast, I want to give another big thank you to Mike and Ben for coming on the show and sharing their life story and being in the military. I also want to give out a plea to those who are listening, even if you're not a veteran and you're living through your own personal hell, please don't do it alone. There are people that can help you. And for veterans, I have a small list of uh, opportunities that can help you, you know, come back from the war. Because we want you back. You did, the, you did your job, and you did it well. It's time to come home, and it's time to live your life. Uh, please visit Department of Veteran Affairs disabled American veterans, home-based veterans and family care, Lone Survivors Foundation, PTSD Foundation of America, True Rest Float Spa, VA Mental Health Apps, Veterans Crisis Line, and Warrior Care Network. Guys, these this right here is referenced to help you. It might not help you right away, 
but just give it time and like you did in the military push forward because your life is worth more here than it is there so god bless you and if you have any problems anything you can feel free to call uh, or email or even look on my facebook johnny tacos podcast and i can help you find the references that you need and if you are if you want to be anonymous you could be anonymous but i can help you get to mr watson and mr cooper and maybe they can help you it's worth a try it's it's worth a try so but from everybody here at uh, Johnny Tacos podcast god bless you and god keep you if you like this show and i know you do because you're listening towards the end please like and share with all the new listeners new opportunities and new fun so like us on facebook at johnny tacos podcast on instagram as johnny tacos podcast and any kind of questions comments or concerns please feel free to email at johnny tacos podcast at gmail.com thank you and god bless This is a Johnny Tuckles podcast.